Welcome to the Fremont Community Church Sunday Sermon Podcast. We are a family of believers who meet in Fremont, Indiana every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We are attempting to follow Jesus by loving God and loving people. If you would like to support Fremont Community Church, go to www.fremontcommunity.org. you are in our midst this morning in power, that you have come to meet with us, to do miracles, and to speak to us of your great love, and to invite us to be on mission with you. We say yes, Lord, and amen. Okay, we're going to go to Matthew Chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to start with verse 5. Matthew chapter 16, verse 5. And I really do have a very simple message to bring today. I don't I have one point, period. But let's read it together. Matthew 16, 5. When the disciples reached the other side, they had forgotten to bring any bread. Jesus said to them, watch and beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And they began discussing it amongst themselves, saying, we brought no bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, oh, you of little faith, why are you discussing among yourselves the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive? Do you not yet remember the five loaves for the 5,000? And how many baskets you gathered? Or the seven loaves for the 4,000? And how many baskets you gathered? How is it that you failed to understand that I did not speak about bread? Beware the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Okay, so a little backstory. okay? Jesus had just had a run-in with some Pharisee, Sadducee kind of folks, okay? And if you read back further in the, in, in the story, you can see. And so Jesus is in the boat because they're, the, they're going across the sea to the next place that Jesus is going to minister. And Jesus is in the boat, and he's thinking about that. And his heart is broken about these Pharisees and Sadducees. And he's probably a little miffed, you know. Jesus, nobody made Jesus more angry than the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They just ticked him off, okay? And, and you know, that's, how many of you thought, Jesus doesn't get mad? Well, you haven't really read the Gospels very well. Jesus gets mad, but Jesus doesn't sin in his anger, but he does get mad. He's not afraid to let people know that he's a little bit mad, okay? But Jesus is thinking about that, and then while, while he's thinking about that and kind of, you know, chewing on that and sitting in the boat and thinking about, what am I, probably praying, Father, you know, just open the, open the hearts, open the eyes of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, here's the thing is, if, if I was Jesus, 
and I had had the kind of run-ins with these people that, uh, with the religious leaders that Jesus had, I probably wouldn't have been praying very sanctified prayers about them. You know, Lord, I pray that you would strike them with locked jaw and vomiting at the same time. And, you know, no. Okay. <laughs> you know, may all their hair fall out and may their wives leave them. I don't know. Hey, but... I, <clears throat> These are the kind of prayers I probably would have been praying, but Jesus, I'm sure, wasn't praying those kind of prayers. But Jesus was thinking about that, and he looks at, the, he looks at his disciples, and he says, and that's where his head is. And so he says to the disciples, you know, beware the leaven of the scribes of the, of the religious leaders. In other words, be careful that they don't influence you. They've got a disease, and their disease is called religion, and I'm, I'm telling you, I'm warning you, don't allow that to infect you. But that's not what our sermon about, is about today. Because Jesus said that, but what the disciples did, and don't we always do this, right? The disciples were, had just realized that when they got in the boat to go to the other side, they hadn't packed any food, any bread. They were like, oh, no, we forgot the bread. Who's, whose turn was it to get the bread? John, was it your turn to forget the, you forgot the bread this, John. You were supposed to get the bread this time. And they were probably arguing about this, arguing about the, you know, you know the disciples did that kind of to each other. They were kind of like, no, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, I'm the greatest. No, you're the greatest. Sometimes I think of the disciples as the three stooges. You know, whoa, 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 you know, the whole thing. That's really sad, isn't it? And Jesus is over here thinking these spiritual thoughts and thinking, oh, I just don't want my disciples to be infected by the lack of faith and by the spirit of religion that sits on those Pharisees and Sadducees. And the disciples were like, oh, no, he's mad because we didn't bring any lunch. Jesus says to them, beware the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they said, John, I told you he was going to be mad. Jesus is mad because we didn't bring any bread. Look at this. And Jesus goes, guys, I think Jesus had like a permanent like red right here because he just face palmed so often. If, it was, if he wasn't face palming with the disciples, and remember there was 12 of them, so that's 12 face palms, okay? He was face palming with the religious leaders. I mean, so he was constantly just, you know, that was just Jesus' thing. And I have quite a forehead, so my, my sister used to call it a five head, actually. <laughs> By the way, this isn't my hairline receding. I, this was my hairline when I was, like, born. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's just true. It's just, just, praise the Lord. Jesus is like, guys, this isn't about bread. Will you wake up? Has the lack of bread been a problem for us ministry-wise up until now? Do you not remember when there was 5,000 men in, and then women and children on top of that in a field and I told you to feed them? And you were like, we don't really have anything, Jesus. And then this kid brings over five loaves and two fishes and what did we do? We fed everybody, and how much was left over? A ton. One basket per disciple was left over of bread at the end of the day. And that wasn't the only time Jesus did that. 
Jesus had done it again later when there was 4,000 men. And Jesus fed all of them from seven loaves. Jesus is like, have, has the lack of bread ever been an issue for us? Then why do you think I would be upset about that? There's two things that I want to take from this, from this text this morning. Two things. We're going to go fast. Number one, and this is the most important one. Usually I save the most important one to last, but we're going to do this one first. A lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of us We become aware that Jesus is inviting us to be a part of what he's doing, to be a part of his mission in the world, to be a part of what he wants to accomplish in a region or in a church or in a system. And our immediate response is, I don't have enough. Are you with me? Our immediate response is, well, Jesus can't want me to be involved because I don't have all this theology figured out and I still have sin, you know, uh, this, this sin problem that I, I can't, don't quite have taken care of and I still yell at my kids when I get really frustrated and, and, and you name it, you just make your list of all the ways that you don't have enough bread. Oh, I don't have enough bread. And Jesus is over here saying, I want you to be involved. I want you to, do I have a great desire, a great dream for Fremont and for Fremont Community Church and for Steuben County. I, my heart burns for the people of this region and I'm calling you, come, be a part of what I want to do in this region. Come, be my partners, be my friends. Come, come, come. And we're like, we don't have any bread. I don't, I can't. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to teach people. I don't know how to lead people. I don't know how to sing. I don't know how to play an instrument. I don't know how to, you know, just all we have for Jesus are answers why we can't be a part, why we can't help, why we're not equipped, why we don't have enough. All we have for Jesus is all these answers about, but I'm, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give a full tithe. I only give like 5% or whatever, you name it. Whatever it is that you have said that rules you out from being a part of what Jesus wants to do in this region, that's your, we don't have any bread and Jesus is mad about it. And Jesus would say to you, as he said to his disciples, when has the lack of bread been a problem? You're going to come and tell me that you don't have time or energy or whatever? Do you think that I was full of energy hanging on the cross? This is not an issue. What I'm asking you for is what you have, just the little you have. I'm not asking you to have more than you have. I'm asking you for what you have. Because that's why Jesus brought up the 5,000 and the 4,000. Why? Because Jesus was like, guys, we had almost nothing. And the Father took almost nothing and fed everyone. So you're coming to me saying you think you're in trouble because you have almost nothing? Sounds to me like you're exactly where you need to be. Because I am an expert at taking almost nothing and feeding everyone. 
How many times do we come up to a food pantry day and you're saying, I don't have enough food? How many times? Like, that's happened multiple times since I've been working with you in the food pantry. Had, we have never sent anyone away hungry. Not one time. You want to know why? Because Jesus is an expert at taking almost nothing and feeding everyone. Jesus is an expert at that. And you're saying, I can't teach a Sunday school class for the kids because I don't know anything. I'm not good with hanging out with kids. I'm not whatever. And I'm going, guys, Jesus is an expert at taking almost nothing and feeding everyone. You look at our congregation and you hear me saying, Jesus has his heart is burning for this region. He wants to do mighty things in this region. God has prophesied over this body that we would be see, that we would be a part of the shift of an entire region for the glory of his name. And we look around, and I gotta say, as a pastor, I look around and I'm like, well, I don't know who's gonna show up, but somebody has to. Because I can't do it. I don't, have, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do what Jesus wants to do. I don't have enough, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. I don't have enough training. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And Jesus is face palming over and over again going, will you wake up to who your ministry partner is? And I've heard it. And I understand the feeling of, I don't have any bread, Pastor. I get it. I get it. It's where I live a lot of the time, and I shouldn't, but I do. we got to remember who he is and what he's done. Because here's the truth, friends. Just a hundred years after this conversation, Christianity had taken the world by storm. It had covered the planet. One of the guys in the boat complaining about no bread went to India to preach the gospel. He didn't have any special his only training was that he'd hung out with Jesus for three years and then he got baptized in the Holy Spirit and yet they still remember his witness 2,000 years later in India. You can go and find the church. Simple people with not much to offer as far as the world is concerned but who are on Jesus' team so all things are possible. And I believe with all my heart, hear me. I believe that the Lord is waiting for a people, a church, a man, a woman, a family who is going to get his heart for this region and is going to step out and admit to their lack of bread I don't have a lot of bread, but I do have Jesus. So all things are possible. And the minute that we step up to the plate, all of God's resource will come exploding in to see, and we will see the victory that God plans for this region. But here's the second piece. Because Jesus didn't just 
leave the whole scribes and Pharisees thing alone. He said it again at the end of the conversation. And the reason he said it again is because they're connected. You see, the issue is not how much time, talent, position, authority, whatever you have. The issue is in here. And that's when Jesus said, beware the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees. He wasn't talking about outward works because the truth is the scribes and the Pharisees were doing a whole lot of stuff on the outside. They were masters of looking like they had all of it together. They were masters of making everybody think that they were holy, holy, holy and walking around doing great. And they were spiritual superstars of their day. And Jesus is like, I didn't ask them to be my disciples. I asked you to be my disciples because what I'm looking for is a heart that will trust me. I'm not looking for superstars. I'm not looking for super talented. I'm not looking for super intelligent. I'm not looking for super rich. I'm looking for men and women who will say yes. And do you remember the names of any of those scribes and Pharisees? No. But Peter and John and Matthew, Andrew, James. We remember those names. Not because they were superstars, because they weren't. They had a decidedly, uh, a, <laughs> it was a lack of bread, okay? They were fishermen. But they shook the world. They weren't experts, but they changed everything. They're the reason we're sitting in this room today. Because they believed it when Jesus said, I'm not worried about how much resource you have. What's important is what's going on on the inside. A heart that will believe that what I'm saying is true. I could tell you another story, a story that should be achingly familiar to you. And I look around and it's some of, some of you, it's your story. Because the history of this church is a history of people who said, I may not have a lot, but I'm in on what Jesus wants to do. And the reason we're sitting in this building today is because a few people, I think of them as superstars, but the world wouldn't have. Some of them are sitting in this room with us right now. Some of them are sitting up in heaven shouting and saying, go for it, guys. A few people got Jesus' heart for this region and they began to step into partnership with him. And something happened, something beautiful, something called Fremont Community Church. And if you think that God that God's dream for this church or this community has changed. You're wrong. He has so, <laughs> his dream for this church and this community is the same as it's always been. He wants a house that belongs to him that is ministering 
to those who need him most in this region. So I'm asking you to continue to pray that the Lord would send laborers into the harvest field. I'm asking you to continue to ask the Lord what he would have you do. But I want, I want to say this to you. As you ask that question, I want you to put out of your mind what you think your capacities are, what you think you're capable of, and I want you to start thinking about what he's capable of and what his capacities are. And I want you to say, whatever it is that you ask me to do, I'll do it. Even if it's walking on water, even if it's calling a dead person out of a grave, I'm not capable, but you are. I don't have any bread, but that's not a problem with Jesus. Amen? Let's bow our heads. And can I get a few folks to get ready to serve communion, please? The ones serving communion don't have to bow their heads. <laughs> For the rest of you, just close your eyes right now and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart.
and I'm not looking at the, the one who can multiply bread.
who have tried to follow and you have failed, come. For it is the Lord who invites you. It is his will that those who have made him meet him here. This bread in our hands. I remember that this humble cracker was once a living stalk of wheat. Its life was ended and it was crushed and put through the oven bread which I take into my body. So your body, precious Lord, was alive and you were killed and tortured and maimed by men just like me. And you descended into death. But you came out the other side and were raised to everlasting life so that I could stand here today as a partaker of the divine nature. I receive your body, the bread that comes down from heaven,
Let's stand. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus to see into the invisible. I bless you to have eyes of faith that don't just see the world with regular eyes, but that sees the world the way that Jesus sees the world. I bless you in the name of Jesus to believe that all things are possible. I bless you in the name of Jesus to doubt your doubts and feed your faith. I bless you in the name of Jesus to prosper and to carry the good news